Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the High Impact Podcast, where we want to connect you guys with the super cool people in my life. And today, one of those people and our special guest is Chevy Emmert. Chevy, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I just kind of wanted. This is going to be so cool. Chevy and I are so different, and so, but we also have some really common goals, right? So I want to talk all things Chevy, personal business. I want to go everywhere, but first. Let's talk about you and your sweet wife. Tell us the story. You guys have been married just over a year now, right? Year and a half. Tell us about her. Yeah. Um, well, she's a teacher, and uh, I actually met her on with Neil Cry. Really? Yeah. yeah we all uh, Neil and I work for Cellular Sales, and we had a mutual friend, and it was actually Casey's birthday, Aww. and so we met on a boat. That's so cool. And for anybody who knows you, (laughs) that boat is just a telltale sign. Yeah, it's weird. Our um, whole relationship kind of revolved around the lake. Like, we got engaged on the lake. We got married on the lake. We met on the lake. Spent a lot of time on the lake. And Neil is with Revolution Mortgage, who we we are Mm -hmm. definitely fond of in our business now. But, um, well, she's a doll, and she loves tacos, so she's okay by me. She does love tacos and dogs and Jesus. Those yes. are like her oh, uh, and Target, oh. I guess, if you want to throw Target in there. Well, that's great. I just, I just feel like that's a well-rounded individual. <laughs> um, all right, so talk to me about, um, I know you love the lake and the water. You're an avid fisherman, right? Yeah, I guess really just an avid outdoorsman. But, yeah, fishing was something that I just, I don't know, it's just something that I've always had. I grew up in a neighborhood that was, like, really close to the water. And so my granddad and I, that was our big thing. Like, we would, like, just go night fishing or, you know, any kind of fishing, really. But we spent a lot of time out there, and it's something that I just held on to throughout life, you know. That is really cool. That's mm-hmm. right. You you do do all outdoorsy things. That's why I say we're so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm learning a lot through, yeah. especially Casey, when she posts stuff. I'm like, well, that's, you know, I feel like she's, you know, bridging that gap for me to kind of want to actually go do some of these cool things. But the bow and arrow thing is really cool. Well, my wife's probably very much like you. Like, she likes to go out on the lake, (laughs) but, like, she could care less about anything else. She does enjoy fishing, but, like, it's more of like a – like, she enjoys it while she's catching it. She's got about an hour, and then she's out. Attention span. Yeah. And then she's like, let's go (laughs) lay on the bank and get some – We went fishing the other day, and um, we weren't catching anything. It was kind of a rough day. And so, like, I get, like, psycho level. Like, I cannot deal with, like, not catching something. Like, I have to, like, I just, I'm like, where are they? What are they doing? Why aren't they eating this? And so, like, she goes to the front of the boat, and she's, like, playing a game on her phone. And she's, like, talking to her best friend. And, like, she's just having, like, her own little party up there. And then I finally start catching them. Like, figure it out. And then I'm like, Casey, get off the phone. You got to get back here. We're catching fish now. Okay, I'll, let me call you back. <laughs> it, <laughs> but she enjoys that part. She does. That is so. I've been fishing maybe maybe three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. so. I always used either I guess some kind of worms or something, which sure. I will not. I don't like to put them on the hook. But yeah. um, bread balls, like bread. So what do you use? What I mean, I know we have at least had the conversation about that before. So I knew that about you, that you like to analyze and figure out if it's here or is it there? Is it? Mm-hmm. So do you have, yeah. is there like, for those people out there who are like, I'd like to go fishing, but I've never done it. Is there like a bait that you would recommend? 
like just general or is everything really specific? You to know, Hillary, that could be an entire podcast in itself. Oh. It really just depends on, you know, what kind of fish you want to target. Um, and then um, from there, how you want to target it. So in general, there's, you know, live bait, which would be, you know, minnows, which are little bitty fish, worms. Um, some people use different bugs and stuff. And then there's artificial, which that would be like, um, like your plastic worms you see bass fishermen use, or like I use like these little plastic, um, they look like minnows, but they're all kinds of different colors. Like right now I'm, I'm really into this like pink and black one. It's like oh. super gnarly looking. Huh. And, um, it, it's all about, um, they call it like match the hatch. Okay. So like, for instance, right now mayflies are about to like go crazy. And so if you could find a whole bunch of mayflies, like, you could catch a whole lot of fish. I can give you an address where you can find mayflies because in a former life yeah. I had to battle them in an apartment community. So yeah. I can get you some mayflies really quickly. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But, no, I'm, I'm more of, like, a, an artificial guy right now because you don't have to buy them, and I don't know. It's a lot easier, you know. So does that pink and black one work for a specific type of fish? Mm -hmm. So the ones that you've seen on my Instagram, uh, crappie. Really? Yeah, and so those are, like, super tasty fish. So I used to be, like, I went through, like, the bass fishing thing, which was fun, okay. and then I went through the catfishing thing, which was a lot of fun, because catfish around here can get up to, like, I mean, the, the record in Tennessee is, like, 130 pounds. I mean, you think about it, that's bigger than my wife. Wow. And that's freaking cool. Um, I actually have a YouTube channel. If you guys want to check it out, Downriver Fishing. Let yeah. me just get my shameless plug. We're going to get all the plugs in anyway, but go ahead. I, Multiple I, honestly, plugs. Honestly, I, I don't really keep up with it. I haven't posted in like a year. But you can check it out. And there's a ton of um, uh, fishing stuff that I've put on there where, of my catfishing adventures. So you just like got over it. Do you go through phases? Is that kind of what you're saying? You know, I do bounce around a lot. You know, I think it's because like I'm one of those people, like you were talking about like well-rounded earlier. And like I really try to be like a well-rounded person and so like I'll like figure one thing out and then it's like once I've figured it out like I just move on is that just the way your brain works it is yeah yeah you hmm. know so like um I started catfishing and I really enjoy it and I will continue to catfish but I started moving over to crappie because I also like to cook and so crappie are super tasty now I would think catfish I mean catfish are tasty yeah but in in our waters you're not supposed to eat them I know and I've heard that and mm -hmm. I have girlfriends that they say weird things about catfish, but I still like it. So it's good, yeah. Um, in some river, like in some water systems, if I caught some, then I would, you know. Okay. Um, but crappie are, are fun. You know, you catch a lot more of so them. So, what does crappie taste like? I know white, I, light, and flaky. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever it's, had crappie. Um, it's like the best fried fish you can have, just about. Other like walleye is probably like the number one, and then crappie is probably like number two as far as freshwater goes. Okay. If you had it. I bet you I could fry you some fish that would be better than anything you've had in a restaurant. So that should Here be the follow-up podcast yeah. mm -hmm. and, and video. Yeah, I, we'll have to do that sometime. And, you know, that's one thing that I really like about, you know, the outdoors is kind of the culture around it. Mm -hmm. Like fish fries and, like, deer camps and, you know, turkey camps and just, like, getting everyone and their families together and, like, having these big cookouts. And, like, mm -hmm. that's what's, like, real cool about it to me is just 
like I said, the, the, you know, the culture behind it. I know you're really into the food prep, which is mm-hmm. more where I can get on board sure. for sure. Yeah. So do you think for you, so, cause I know for me growing up, it was, I was very food centered, you know, that's what we mm-hmm. did is we had meals with family. So do you think that you like the fishing and all the hunting because of? Yeah. Of the f- yeah. And, and so that's what I was getting at. And I, I'll bounce all over the place cause I can talk about this stuff all day. But I, um, so that, that's kind of what led me to crappie was more like, and I'd caught crappie before, like that was, you know, something I'd done in the past, but I just kind of came back to it and got much, much better at it. But that's what brought me there was like the whole harvesting of the food, you know, and, and like I said, like bringing people together and having fish fries and stuff like that. And then I actually started watching the show on Netflix. It was called uh, Meat Eater. And like this guy has like a super cool perspective on hunting. It's like, it's not like. It's not like just a bunch of rednecks going around shooting animals. You know, it's like, you know, there's something very, um, what's the word for it? Like primal, I mm-hmm. guess, where it's like, you know, you can certainly see like kind of where our people came from and like how they, you know, how they got here and how they used food. Because, you know, food's always been like something that brings people together, mm-hmm. even like with Indians, you know. And so like it's cool to, to kind of have to be able to still do that now. And so, like, his whole thing is, like, you know, fair chase, you know, like, not, basically, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. And I will try to help you. I was going to say not trapping something. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know, like, you, like, I always try to do everything the hardest way possible. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's, like. You know, like, some people will, like, throw corn piles out, and then they'll, like, sit and wait for something to come, oh. and, you know, no, and that's fine. That's legal. It's, it's perfectly fine. And in some states, it's legal. But, like, for me, like, I really like to chase the, the thing and, like, figure out what it's doing, and then when I harvest it, it's, like, this super cool, um, it, it's just this really cool kind of um, feeling to know. connection to the yeah, food? Yeah, yeah, connection is probably the better word. So mm-hmm. so you process your own, when I say process, whatever that means. Fish, yeah, no, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I harvest, I butcher, and then I process everything. So fish, mm-hmm. deer. Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, turkey's right now. Okay. Yeah. So tell me the seasons. Fish... Pretty much whenever it's warm outside. Yeah, so so that's kind of what I've come to is like being more of like a seasonal guy. So like fall, I'm gonna be deer hunting. Spring right now, I'm gonna be turkey hunting, and I'll fish a little bit in between because my wife likes to get out there. So like if she's got an evening free instead of turkey hunting, we'll go fishing, and then just in between that in the summer and the winter time when there's nothing going on, then I'll fish. Mm-hmm. You can fish in the winter. Yeah. I never thought. Of, I mean, I know fish Do are out there. You stop eating in the winter. No, right? I don't. But I, yeah. I can't imagine that a fish would just. I guess. I guess they're there. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, they don't go anywhere. Okay, so you're gonna. Have you always done that with fish, like ever since you were a little boy? Like cleaned your fish mm-hmm. and then, okay, mm-hmm. but the yeah. the deer and turkey stuff probably more as an adult, maybe. Yeah, I wish that I would have got into it when I was younger, but my family wasn't. You know, I didn't come from hunters or anything like that. You know. Um, we fished and hung out on the lake because we, we were very much like a lake family, I guess. And we didn't, like, grow up in, like, a fancy, like, lake house or anything like that. We just, you know, lived in an area. Well, all the areas around here really yeah. are, you know. So you did grow up around here? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, funny. in Louisville. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, tell me about the deer. I don't want to know the gross stuff, but, like, how hard is it to, you know, process something like that? 
did that take a lot? I mean, you didn't just mm-hmm. one day you're like, I'm an expert. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I'm still not an expert. Uh, um, well, man, gosh, it, it took a lot. Like, so, and here's the, the interesting thing. Like I watched just a ton of YouTube videos on like how to like gut a deer and how to like do all this stuff. And like, you know, you think you've got it. It's like, I've watched a thousand videos. I got this. And then like you walk up to a deer when you finally heart or, you know, killed it. And you're just like, like, I don't know. Like everything oh you learn goes out the window. Gosh. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was hard. Like my first one did not go well and it would be, it would have been better. Like if I had someone to kind of show me how to do it, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like, I just had to figure it out. But, um, but I'm glad I did. I mean, that's kind of how I've done everything in life. Did you kind of yes, figure yeah. it out on my own? Did you ever um, get like grossed out or? Yeah. Really? So this is this is gonna sound really bad, but um, uh, so I bow hunt only for deer. Um, you know, again, it's just it's more challenging. Which I say that, and I'm not even a good deer hunter. I mean, like I hunted a ton <laughs> last year, and I only got two. And my wife always calls it, catch, did you catch one? I'm like, no, I, I did not catch one. Oh. Yeah. I love that, though. Catching deers. Yep. Um, so uh, I hunted a lot last year, and I got two. And, I mean, that's not terrible for, you know, a beginner, but still, um, it, it's hard. And so, again, you know, I always try to do, like, the most challenging thing. Because my, my mindset is, like, if you can figure out how to do it the hardest way, then it's never going to be hard. You know what I mean? Like, if you're someone who just sits in a blind and hunts over corn, well, if you all of a sudden don't have corn in a blind, then it's going to be really hard for yeah. you. So, And I wouldn't think it would be that, that challenge and reward yeah. mindset. Like, you know, the amount of, like, the whole thing about it, like, you wouldn't believe, I mean, I hiked, like, four miles Sunday morning, you know, just trying to find some turkeys. And I did get on one, but it wasn't having it. But anyways, like, <laughs> but you're also, like, you're carrying all this gear, and you're, like, hiking through this really rough country. I mean, you look at, like, these mountains, and you're like, man, that's a big mountain. And it's like, I'm usually climbing them, you know, just, like, walking through. And it's like, all of that, like, just, like, the reward when you finally get one is so worth it. Like, everyone thinks that we're just a bunch of rednecks that go out there and <laughs> kill stuff. But it's like, we put a lot of work into it. And it sounds like skills. I can't Im- even imagine yeah. Bow hunting and then uh. I probably put a hundred miles on my feet and probably hunted twenty times before I even saw a deer last year. That's crazy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so if if you catch a deer, <laughs> right? My wife's gonna appreciate how that. How yeah. far are you gonna have to like what's the physicality of something like that? How far are you gonna have to drag that sucker? Well, I actually like butcher it in the field. So oh. I have these things that are called game bags. And what it is is basically, like, it's, like, this uh, kind of, like, clothy material that has, like, this uh, microbacterial stuff around it to keep it from, you know, from nasty stuff getting to it. You know, it keeps flies off and stuff like that. Um, So, like, I will, like, after, you know, I shoot one, then I'll, like, kind of butcher it up there, put it in the bags. And then I have, like, this backpack where it, like, really, like, expands. And it has all these straps so you can strap all the stuff to it. So... You know, generally your your harvest is like, I can't remember, I think it's like 40% of the total body weight is usually about how much meat you get. Okay. I could be wrong. It might be like 50. Somewhere around there. There's someone smarter than me that knows. So, 
you know, you're adding probably another, you know, 60 to 70 pounds, depending on how much you get. But these backpacks nowadays, you know, you have to waist straps yep. and you're, you know, you can really distribute that weight good so that it's not. That is so cool. Who <laughs> knew they were like, whatever, antimicrobial bags for deer like meat. I said I'm a psycho when it comes to things. Like, I just, like, when I get on something, I'm on it, you wow, know. And, like, like all this research will lead me to one place. It's kind of like, you know, when we were starting real estate. Yeah. Like, I and really went through it to figure out what was going to be the best stuff for us. You and know? what a great segue. Oh, well, yeah, there so we let's, go. let's talk about real estate. Totally didn't intend to do that, but But right. you did it. Yeah. I just feel like you, like, need your own <laughs> podcast. I mean, you're great at this. Yeah. So let's talk about That's where we met. We met about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. both working for, um, working with the same brokerage. Um, but I want to know kind of how you got into real estate because you didn't do real estate forever, right? Or you haven't done real estate forever. You started off in corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, well, I started off bartending and that's where I, well, waiting tables and that's where I learned to hustle. Um, you know, it was one of those things where you had a real flexible schedule and some people use that to, you know, go hang out with their friends all the time and work a little bit, but I used it to work all the time and, you know, make enough money to live. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, uh, cellular sales. Basically what happened was I worked my way up at cellular sales and I got to a point to where I was like in a leadership role and I was helping train, you know, the new agents and stuff like that. And, um, and then like it got real political you know, and, like, things started kind of shifting around, and, like, I, you know, I just got to a point where I was, like, man, I'm, like, tired of working for people, and so I had met, you know, our old broker, Um, he worked at Cellular Sales as well, and, um, and we got to talking, and I was, like, you know, I, I just knew I needed to change something in my life, and kind of make it to where, you know, where I was calling my own shots, and not, you know, letting my, you know, job be, you know, dictated by somebody else. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done. You know, every, so far, it's like every, my life has been like a series of leaps, and each leap has been scarier than the one before, but each leap that I've taken has been the best thing that I could have done, you know. That is so cool. So how long, Chevy, had you been doing real estate when I met you last March? I think two years. So you've mm-hmm. been doing it now about three years, right? I'm over three years now, yeah. So was it terrifying for you to go from corporate America? I mean, I know you talked oh, about yeah. the leaps. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. And I had, um, I'd explored, because, like, you know, anyone thinking about getting into real estate should understand that it's not something that you get into and it's like, boom, you sell a bunch of houses. And, and here's a million dollars. Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you can do that, great, get into real estate. But most of us can't, and so... It took a while to, like, get business rolling, you know, and it's one of those things that you just have to, like, keep the faith and know that things are going to work out, you know, like, you're on this road for a reason, and that reason is not just so you leave and go do something else, you know, it's to test you, you know, I, I feel, I think that, you know, everything in life's a test, and, and you know, the people that, that, you know, can make it through and get to that kind of breakthrough period, you know, they do well. And then the people, they get scared and back out. You know, they don't. You know, they end up going and doing something else. And and they're d- just, they don't have the stomach for it, I guess. Uh, that's right. And do well, you've done. You actually left that brokerage December, right, mm-hmm. of 2020. Yeah. And then we've kind of started this this whole thing. And it's yeah. just 
kind of blown up. So yeah. what has yeah. that been like? Have you always had that entrepreneurial? I mean, obviously, if, you, if no. you're in real estate. <laughs> you no, know, I haven't. Absolutely not. No. So how's that been for you? Has that been, has it been challenging? Because we've done things that, that, I mean, big corporate teams do. And so how, yeah. how good do you feel about it? It's how so, easy was it? Well, when I left, I was like, man, I'm just going to go do my own thing. Like, I'm going to figure this out. And then, like, one thing led to another. And we got to talking. One thing led to another. And, you know, we got to talk <laughs> with, you know, other people. And then the next thing I know, it's like we have a whole team and we have all of this awesome stuff. You know, we've got this huge database. We've got, you know, all these people that are helping us. And, you know, it, it's been – it's been good. It's been exhilarating. It's been um, frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's it's been everything, really. It's been just a whole collection of things. Um, it's been terrifying, yeah. you know. And I'm sure that you can probably relate to that too. I know, you know, whenever you left, it was kind of an uneasy thing as yeah. well. Um, you know, you go from something very comfortable to something not, and and then you know you just kind of have to figure it out. But you know, we put a lot of hard work into it, and we figured it out. And like now, it's all. It's all good vibes, you know, it's all good things. And talking about the comfort level, I think for me, the, we have such a huge skill set in our, on our team. And so everybody, Chevy is way different from Karen is way different from Charlene is way different from me and Cherie and Angela. We're all different, but just what we all bring to the table is, and the culture I think that we have on our team is just here, take what I have. Yeah. And then, and then that person is well. Here, why don't you take some of what I have? And it's just this very almost farmers markety type of you know give and take and help and assistance. And it's just the culture for me yeah. is so comforting. So I, I never look back and say I should have stayed. I should have you know. I always feel like it's the right decision. No matter no matter if it's a a day when I haven't sold anything or a day when I've sold something. It just it just is very comforting to me to know who I've surrounded myself with and what skills they bring to the table. Would you agree? Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing is just that it's real, you know, it's not like there's someone who's like forcing a culture on someone because, you know, I, I was a part of that at cellular sales and, um, that was the biggest thing is like, we were always trying to like push this culture on people and like tell people like, Oh, well, you've got to, you know, don't do that because that's bad for the culture. You know, you got to be this way, but it doesn't work. Like, like real recognize real and, and fake will always be seen. And so, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing is that like, even, even if it's not super hoorah all the time, like, I know that if I, I need something and I put something out there, like, it's going to get done. You know, someone's going to help. Isn't it, It's so rewarding. It is, it very is. much so. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things about what we have going right now. Yeah, and so how excited are you for real estate? What do you think about the market right now? You got any predictions? You got any um, growth goals? Like, what's going on in your world real estate-wise? Right now, I'm just trying to get deals to close. Um, my pipeline is is more full than it's ever been, um, but the market, in my opinion, is tougher than it's ever been. It you is. know, a lot of people think, well, there's so many people moving here that it's just you know every real estate's getting rich, <sighs> or every realtor is getting rich, and it's it's just not the case. You know, um, everything's multiple offer, um, listings are king, and so right now my goal is to get more listings. Um, I've got. I've got two coming up, and I've got one live now, and to get some of these buyers under contract, that's really, I mean, that's my goal short term. Long term is to 
you know, just kind of get things rolling to where it's I've consistently got deals closing every month. Um, and then I would like to get to where um, I'd like to get to where maybe I could start referring some stuff out and taking trips. Absolutely. Fishing trips? You know, I want to go out west and actually do a hunting trip. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Casey going to go with you? No. Not going to catch mm-hmm. any deer out there? She No, I want to go after elk. Um, oh. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Gosh, you're all this hunting, honestly, for me, what I love, I mean, the hunting is, is not necessarily my thing, but I do love the, I don't love the to watch the processing of food, but I love mm-hmm. that you are passionate about food. Yeah. So um, I love that you, you know, you guys will do, did you do venison chili or something like that on your Instagram? No, I've done um, a lot. I've done some deer roast. I've done some. Um, was it jerky? It was something, something really cool. <laughs> no, I think that was actually, um, I think that was like some backstrap. Oh. So the backstrap is like the holy grail of deer meat, right? It's kind of like the pork tenderloin. And so um, when, what, what I did was I did this, it was a cranberry red sauce. It was like a cranberry red sauce. It was like a wine sauce that I made. Mm. It was like kind of this reduction deal. And yep. my gosh, it was so good. It was really, really good. And like, that's what it's all about. But the cool thing about it is that like, if I make a burger, it's not just a burger. It's like I can like remember like the sweat and just the, you know, just the struggle that I put my body and my mind through to get it. And so I don't care what anyone tastes or says, it's the tastiest burger on the planet. That's awesome. You know? You've got such a connection to food and I love it. Well, that's what it's all about, you know, I, I think. I mean, because you can oh, yeah. go, you know, I could go buy this stuff at the grocery store, but, you know. But then you wouldn't get There's to no go there. get a cool new bow and arrow. That's it, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Chevy, I love all of this. Tell everybody where they can find you on your YouTube, on social media, um, and especially if you want to list a house or maybe need help buying, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so you can just give me a call, 865-724-5044. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, Downriver Fishing. It, my name may change. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, incorporate all my other hobbies into it <laughs> and not just have it be about fishing. Um, Instagram, Chevy Emmert, I really use that more than anything. That's more of, like, my personal stuff. And then you can find me on Facebook, too. Awesome. That's more of my business stuff. Well, if you need any help buying or selling or if you need any recommendations on great deer catching stuff. Chevy's going to be your guy. Yeah. Chevy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. I've learned. I mean, like seriously, brains on wall. It's yeah. it's just, that's what I love we'll about our... we do a cookout sometime. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. I love our team because everybody brings something different, but I really wanted to start with you because you and I are really different. And so yeah. thank you so much for being here and I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. You guys stay tuned for another episode of the High Impact Podcast where I'm going to connect you super cool cats to my super cool kittens. Have a great day and make sure you hit the subscribe button. Bye guys. Thank you.